3: you walked out on a good love, you found somebody new, and now the one that's done.
4: Your- KCAA Loma Linda, ten fifty AM, one oh six point five FM, and now one oh two point three FM.
5: All-time highs for shares of Amazon and Apple. And the Nasdaq crossed the 10,000 mark for the first time yesterday. Scoring an all-time high for that index. It's 18th record high this year. For most stocks, though, there was a pause in the action. The Dow and the S&P 500 each closed lower. The Dow was dragged down by Boeing, which reported that canceled aircraft orders are outpacing new plane orders. Meantime, many airline employees are or will be facing a dilemma as job cuts loom, take the severance and years of free flights, or gamble on being fired. October 1st that's the longest airlines agreed to keep people employed in the government bailout deal NASCAR is out with a plan to bring fans back to races with new precautions this Sunday at Homestead Miami a thousand South Florida service members will be guests and the following weekend up to 5,000 people at Talladega for the Geico 500 Jessica Ettinger CNBC
6: at Fisher Investments we do things differently and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right?
4: The Junction, the classic country legends you love all night long. And
2: the Inland Empire's number one talk station, KCAA 1050 AM and Express 106.5 FM. K C. Please.
7: Good morning, I'm Aaron Brinker.
8: And I'm Chad Brinker. And we
7: are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. So glad to have you with us today. It's going to be the hottest of the week. Today is Wednesday. And uh, it's supposed to be, it is post, it's supposed to be, it is supposed to be (laughs) um, 100 degrees today here in uh, the inland regions of Southern California. And you know... what? Possibly. Yes, yeah, possibly. Have you ever seen the movie um, "Fired Up"?
9: I don't know that I have.
7: It is a ridiculous cheerleading movie that you that I laughed. Well, that explains all, uh, it all <laughs> the way through. It is. I, I seriously laughed all the way through. Um. And anyway, so you you won't get the pop cult- culture reference, reference, but I will say it anyway. There's a, a something that's that's prohibited and um uh he's saying the 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 guy who says it says it in spanish and it it keeps getting keeps getting crazier it goes prohibit abado and prohibit anyway so exactly you gotta watch the movie it's ridiculous and hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it's called fired up so you Uh, know your uh, day is starting off really well when your headphones break why is you going on the air
8: what? Couldn't hear you. My headphones are broken.
7: Exactly. No, like one of the one of the the little ear um, things that cover cups. your huh? The cups. Your Thank cups. you. It broke right off the the headset. Like clean ah. off. Like needs crazy glue. Broke off. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. I don't know what y'all the, were doing last night, but dang. The AKGs.
9: <laughs> yeah.
7: So yeah. It
9: happens. <laughs> things break.
7: They do.
9: They I do. had to have a car towed into a shop last night.
7: Oh, no. And Are they, they going to have I was, this one for six months?
9: Well, hopefully not. Oh, man, that would be bad. But the um, uh, I have an older Porsche, and I need to get it going and get it running again. And so um, I got it started up. The engine's running great. And I go, terrific. I uh, haven't run it in a while. That's really good news. It's running solid. Um And so I get ready to back it out of the driveway. I'm going to just kind of drive it around see how it feels before I take it over to get it smogged and get it ready to run again. It's been sitting for a while. And I push in the clutch. It is a five-speed. And the clutch goes all the way to the deck and doesn't come back. Oh, well, that's bad. Um, And the clutch is stuck open. It's not stuck closed. So you can put it in gear, but it doesn't do you any good because it's... The clutch is not closed, so it's not attached to the motor. So, so that was bad. And then I got out and saw this little pinhole leak in the fuel line, and it's spraying gasoline onto the street, or actually into my driveway.
7: Oh, that's great.
9: And so, got it towed just as we got it down to the shop. Uh, you know, they wanted to start it up to see how it's doing. Started it up, and everything's pretty much the same, spraying a little bit of gasoline in the back. We look at that. As we push it into the shop, and I helped them push it in... Uh, the fuel line that was spraying a fine mist of gasoline came loose and push, Oh, Oh,
7: I'm like, well,
9: I'm glad that didn't happen in the
5: driveway.
7: No kidding. Yeah.
9: And it's just the fuel line. It's the, the, the is you know, it's so they'll replace that. But yeah. Alrighty. And I go, cha-ching, cha-ching,
6: cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Well, you know, Porsches are like they're like boats. They're just, yeah. you know, you just pour money into them. Like I've heard a boat called, uh, you know, um, uh, a hole in the water that you pour money into. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, Porsches are like that. They're they're great not they're great to have. I mean, if you buy a new one, I suppose you can get the, get the uh, service that comes along with it for a certain period of time. But you know, if you buy a classic one, they're fun to have. They're beautiful, but yeah.
9: Yeah, Ouch. yeah, it's it's like owning a horse. You know, you love the horse, but there's this whole board and grooming and care, and and at some point you just kind of go. Uh.
6: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Every single time I take it in to get it fixed, I tell them, "Well, let's let's just minimize what we have to do here because I'm going to sell it." Awesome. V- been saying that for 15 years.
7: And 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 your wife is saying, "Okay, you're going to sell it now, or I'm going to sell it."
9: Oh, that's the conversation.
7: <laughs> it's darkening my driveway. Get rid of it <laughs>
9: every time I get it fixed, though, it's so much fun to drive.
7: it is. It, you just want to find a mountain road, I'm sure. Yeah. And then it sits for a long time. But yeah.
9: oh, drive it up highway one. That was a blast. Oh, I've I done bet. that all the way up to San Francisco.
7: yep. And that's why people buy those the classic cars. But, you mm-hmm. know, some of the a lot of people who buy those classic cars like to work on them. Um, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's an, I think if I remember correctly, it's an old enough model where it's not completely electronic because you buy the newer ones. It's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, there's a computer on board. That's basically what's running the car.
9: It has one of the early fuel injection systems and it's a partially mechanical, partially electronic fuel injection system. Yeah. It's, it's old and there are things that you can work on. I've got a full set of shop manuals for it too, but there's also things that you just go... Oh, gotta take it in. Yep. Luckily there's some specialists around who are happy to take your money and <laughs> it. <buckets. laughs>
7: so we let's let's talk about some good news. After three months of near total blackout of cinemas nationwide, <gasps> movie theaters are preparing to reopen. Yes, they are. Even if it means only a few titles on the marquee and showings limited to as little as twenty-five percent capacity, which is dumb. It's dumb. AMC Theaters, the world's largest theater operator, said that Tuesday it expects to have 97 to 98 percent of its theaters worldwide reopened by mid-July. The National Association of Theater Owners, the trade group that represents exhibitors, expects some 90 to 95 percent of cinemas around the world to be opened by mid-July. Um, a lot is still fluid as AMC's entertainment chief entertainment's chief executive adam aaron said in a call on tuesday with investors but provided flare-ups of the coronavirus don't make uh, uh, don't unmake plans the industry is gearing up for a dramatic resumption of widespread business just in time for christopher nolan's tenant the Warner Brothers th- thriller, the, last, the latest from arguably Hollywood's most passionate defender of the big screen experience, is slated for uh, July 17th. And I think people, I mean, as soon as they, the, you can buy them online, people will be buying them online. You're not going to be able to get tickets, I think, uh, um, you know, if you, if you want to wait to the last day, if you think, oh, I want to go to a movie today, let's see what's playing, that's yeah. probably not going to work.
9: Well, I'll tell you what, the theater people are hoping that's going to be the case because their fear is is that everybody's gotten used to just watching it at home, and they're going to go, eh, I don't really need to go to a theater, and that might hurt them in the long run. They're saying that they have to reduce capacity to 25% or a maximum of 100 theater goers, whichever is lower.
7: That's insane. I'm sorry.
9: So some of these auditoriums, especially if you go to some of the big IMAX theaters, I mean, they seat, you know, 1,000 people, and they're going to say you can put 100 people in there. You know, that that... That whichever is lower is the wrong way to approach that. It should be a certain d- density for the for the theater because there are some theaters I've been in where there's probably a hundred seats, or or even fewer on some of those eat-in theaters, right? Yeah. Uh, and and the, those you've got these ginormous seats where you're already spaced ten feet from the next nearest person. I, I yeah, I think that they're approaching this wrong.
7: I, I do too. I mean. You know, let them wear masks. Tell them to wear masks. Let them sit every other seat, perhaps, um, unless Mm -hmm. you're sitting with your family. But, you know, look, we've just seen tens of thousands of people nationwide crowding the streets for protests. And you're going to tell me if I have to go to the movie theater, I can't bring my whole family or we can't sit next to each other or, you know, only come on. Give me a Mm -hmm. break. Give me a break. Yeah. I and I'm not saying that that going to the movies is the same as protesting from a a uh, moral standpoint. Of course, it's not. But um, you know, from a from a social distancing standpoint, let him go to the theater. I mean, for crying out loud, this is ridiculous. Yeah.
9: You know, I wonder if in order to make sure that they don't get sued, we're going to start seeing signs go up in theaters and other places saying, you know. I mean, I, like grocery stores already have the, you know, please maintain social distancing and stuff. But I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those kinds of signs saying, you know, approach other people at your own risk.
7: <laughs> yeah, probably. But we're all adults. I mean, <clears throat> part of the problem with our culture is that – um uh, if something goes sideways, we are always looking for who's at fault, right? And so, who do you sue? Right. Who do you sue? You take a header in a grocery store floor because you tripped over your own two feet, and you get to sue them. Where you know that's that's kind of ridiculous. Sometimes bad things happen, and it just no, it's nobody's fault. Now, if somebody left a banana peel that you happen to step step on, um, okay, maybe that's different. But maybe you should be watching out for that banana peel.
9: Yeah. Yeah, and you say we're all adults, but realize that there are children out in populations too, and so parents have to watch them and make sure they're not running over and touching and you know grabbing people and
7: well, I was I was talking about their parents
9: and stuff, you know, in in locations as well.
7: Well, if you're and and, but children aren't dying of this. Children aren't. It's there are very rare cases where uh, uh, healthy people under age sixty are dying of this.
9: No, I, I I agree. But what I'm saying is, if, if you have a child and that child happens to have been exposed and now might be might be uh, actively carrying it and they, and you're walking them through the grocery store and if they're asymptomatic, you don't even know that. That's true. You know, and that kids, you know, rubbing their nose and touching the the soup cans and you know, and they're not touching the soup cans up high with the flavors nobody wants. They're the ones down by your ankles that are the that, you know are the chicken noodle and the. That everybody wants that are down, you know, you know how grocery stores stock that stuff is nuts.
7: Yeah, it's it it is. But, you know, there's a certain (laughs) risk with just living your life.
9: There is there is that (laughs) that risk, the, the risk that we're talking about existed before for getting any number of viruses. Yes, this is just one more on the list.
7: Yes. And we now know that it is not as deadly as we thought it was. All of this fear and all of this, you know, uh, extreme caution made sense when we didn't know what we were dealing with. But now we do. Right? Mm-hmm. We know we've got actual data instead of modeling. We have actual data that tells us uh, how it's spread, et cetera. And we're still learning. It's, it, that's true. But we also now know that it's not anywhere near as deadly as we once thought it was. Now, I'm not one of those from the beginning who said, it's a hoax, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, that, I, we never said that yeah. on this show.
9: We, we had a guest that did,
7: <laughs> We did. And we were, we were a little dumbfounded by yeah, that. Yeah.
9: Yeah. We both sat there, you know, slack jawed going, uh, <laughs> Okay. So um Yes. Thank you so much.
7: Uh <laughs> commercial.
9: <laughs> that was, that uh, was awkward to say the least, wasn't it? It, it was really
7: funny. it really was. Oh yeah. It was I, yeah. It's like, what do you say to that? So um yeah. I wouldn't go there because I was trusting the epidemiologist because I am not an epidemiologist, but now we know we, we know the patterns with this disease. We know how it's now, behaving. Not to trust
1: the epidemic.
9: No,
7: no, no, no. Well, they didn't know either, but we can look I to country, other countries where they had varying levels of lockdown and kind of see what happened in their population. I mean, you know, the, 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 the one benefit, if you're going to look for a silver lining for this being global, is that we can see what various countries decided to do, and we can make, we can make adjustments based on what happened.
9: Sure. And there was lots of, um, you know, different predictions. I mean, there was, um, um, you know, a f- I think that some of the, the people that are at the national level who were talking about some of this stuff had said, you know, that between 100 and 200,000 people is a reasonable expectation of deaths. And that's where we're sitting. Right. You know, and here we are, you know, several months later. And had we not done the lockdown, who you know, that might have gone worse. Um, you know, obviously, there's no way to prove that. Right. But it certainly wouldn't have gotten any better, you know, So if no. we had just thought about our happy selves.
7: Yeah, you it, know. exactly. So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Aaron Brinker.
9: And I'm Todd Brinker.
7: And we are on the brink on KCAA. We will be right back.
1: Lama Chiropractic reminds us that during this time of uncertainty, Lama Chiropractic in San Bernardino is still open for business and optimistic about the future of our community and encourages everyone to support your local businesses. Together, we will get through this. That's courtesy of your good friends at La Lama Chiropractic in San Bernardino and Fontana. Call 909-884-6677 for personalized attention and proven results. La Chiropractic is on the air because they care about the families in our area. Call 909-884-6677. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583.
2: and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pal de Arco Super Tea is only thirty-four ninety-five plus shipping. Order now at DeheboTeaClub.com or call 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. So DeheboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088.
4: You can shop online for Yongevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Yongevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Yongevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Yongevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197.
2: Broadcasting more local radio programs than any other station in California,
1: we are KCAA.
7: Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker.
9: And I'm Todd Brinker.
7: And we are on the brink on KCAA. This song is taking me back. <laughs> with my with my one-eared headphone, which is <laughs> just weird. Just- back
9: to wanting a new drug? <laughs>
7: <laughs> no, no, taking me back to the 80s, when Huey Lewis ruled the uh, pop airwaves. It wasn't Huey yeah, Lewis, I- but it's mostly Michael Jackson. But Huey Lewis was there, too.
9: Yeah, I thought it was the news. You know, the front man was okay, but the band, they rock.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh and That yeah. reminds me, okay, so this is my crazy, you know, way my brain works. Reminds me of uh, poor Darius Rucker, who, you know, for, I, I, hopefully it stopped, but for years and years, everybody thought he was Hootie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, he's Darius Rucker. Um, yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hootie. <You're>
9: like, huh? <laughs>
7: <laughs> and for yeah. the younger people who are listening, uh, there was a band called Hootie and the Blowfish, and yeah. it was a it was a an alternative kind of uh, band and uh, kind of pop alternative. And he was the lead singer, but his name was not Hootie.
9: Yeah, it's funny, you know, because that you know you name your your band something like that, you're just asking for it. I've read um, stories of Ian Anderson, who's the lead singer for Jethro Tull. Uh, said the same thing, you know, that for years people would call him Jethro. And he's like, no, that's just the name of the band. <laughs> and then you have somebody like Alice Cooper who just changed his name to the name of the band.
7: So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I I doubt that his mama named him Alice. <laughs> yeah,
9: no, he he. the name of the band that he joined yes, was called Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper. And when, when the original group broke up, he, he just changed his name to become Alice Cooper. He just said, well, I'll just keep the name.
7: Well, he's a businessman through and through. Oh,
9: yeah. Yeah, more so than most uh, rock and roll folks. Yep. That guy has, um, he's not going to be one of those guys who ends up like, oh, I didn't, you know, keep the rights to any of my music or anything because he is absolutely on top of it.
7: Yes, Yeah, and I understand that nowadays you're more likely to find him on a golf course than anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, So apparently. Power to uh, Yeah, <laughs> y- Yeah, you do you. He clearly did a good job because, you know, so many of his, um, you know, so many of the other bands, bands come and go. Right. But he his name and all these years later, is we're still we still know who he is. And we're still, still there. Well, about and, him.
9: and kind of the protege for things, you know, groups like Kiss and and. Um, um, Foreigner. Ooh, I can't think of, who? Foreigner. Um, Foreigner didn't do the makeup thing, but oh, I mean, similar true. types of music and musically, I think he's, he's probably in, impacted quite a few people. No, um, I was just thinking sort of the, the, the dress up type of guys, you know, that they kind of went goth. Um, and Kiss is the, the first one that comes to my mind. And I can't think of the name of the other guy what? that I was trying to think of that, um,
7: a lot of people in the set, David Bowie got, did the dress-up thing, and then mm-hmm. later you had uh, Poison that did the dress-up thing, and you know, with the makeup, and Motley Crue did yeah. it a bit, and all those glam hair bands. Um, yeah. They did it. So, um, do you, have you ever done CrossFit?
9: Uh, no, but I know some
7: friends who have. So... CrossFit's a little cult-like. Like Like, I know the Mm -hmm. some of the people I know that do CrossFit. That's like that's their identity is this CrossFit, which is kind of crazy. What I didn't realize is that there's a CEO of CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently there
9: was anyway. There
7: was. They'll have a new one soon. He's he made some flippant comments uh, regarding the anti-racism protests sweeping the nation, and um, he has resigned. So, on Saturday, I created a rift in the CrossFit community and unintentionally hurt many of its members, he said in a statement, um, announcing his resignation and retirement. Since I founded CrossFit 20 years ago, it has become the world's largest network of gyms. All are aligned in offering an elegant solution to the vexing problem of chronic disease. Those who know me know that my sole issue is is, is the chronic disease epidemic, and I know that CrossFit is the solution to this epidemic. I cannot let my behavior stand in the way of HQ's or affiliates' missions. They are too important to jeopardize. Um, <clears throat> BuzzFeed reports that before Glassman's public misstep, he also told employees on a Zoom call he was not mourning for George Floyd when asked why CrossFit had not put out a statement about Floyd's death.
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
7: Yeah, he stuck his foot in his mouth, and now he's resigned. And I guess I never put that much thought into CrossFit. I thought it was just a style of working out as opposed to um, uh, gyms. I never looked into it that because the people that I know who do CrossFit um, are... A little fanatical. They are a little fanatical. More power to them. I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, but that's just not my thing. Yeah. I I, I remember doing a, a 5K, which is just a fun run, and there were people who were carrying these, like, long, heavy, like chains that you would Mm -hmm. find on a tanker ship that they'd wrap those those around them and they were dragging them other people were like flipping tires for monster trucks as they're doing the 5k and it's like dang
9: Yeah. yeah well you know and and they they breed a lot of intensity into what they're doing and so there's a lot of emotion there and that's you know part of i think what makes them successful is that they you know people stay engaged because because of that You know, and so it's 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 as much of a mental challenge as it is a physical challenge to get yourself up and doing and going every day. As we both know, trying to do our finish up our quadzilla here with five days
7: left. So I was ready to give up because I had you know twenty miles left as of yesterday morning, and I figured out that I can do you know at three point three miles a day. And, and get finished. And so mm-hmm. I did, um, I actually did 3.2 miles yesterday. Um, I'm going to uh, get awesome. out there and do it tonight uh, again. And then I'll do, um, if I do four miles each on Saturday and Sunday, then I don't have to do it on Monday, which is the final day. And so uh-huh. I was ready to give up. And Tobin's like, don't, don't give up. You can do this. Um, and the biggest challenge is that I had planned to do a small amount every day. Well, last week uh-huh. we were, um, there was a, a curfew. So I couldn't go out right? And so it was like, oh no, now what am I going to do? So yeah, I'm getting out there. I'm doing it. I'm going to finish. Good
9: for for you. And it's great to have somebody there supporting you and saying, let's do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm doing my best too. I think I've got a little, uh, about eight miles left to do before I hit my 50 miles. Of course, um, my lovely spouse is Creeping up, she'll be over a hundred miles. I'm sure she's over a hundred miles. She was like at ninety five point five last night. It's and she crazy, was out right? Walking as I came in, she's been doing four or five miles a day, and uh, yeah, we started walking, and she started going further than me and further than me. And at some point, I'm like, "How come you keep?" you know, we would finish walking, and she would go like around the block one more time just to get a little more distance than I had. And it's like, oh my gosh, she is so fiercely competitive. And she's um, so quiet she's,
7: about it because if you meet yeah. her, you don't think that she's like an eat raw meat for breakfast kind of competitor, but she really is.
9: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is absolutely, you know, to to the wall. I, I'm going to do my very best. And and uh, well, part of it, too, is, is that in addition to the 50 miles, um, we both have Apple Watches and we're closing our rings. And so you have a move goal. And what we've discovered is when you are – you know, a foot taller than somebody and outweigh them by 100 pounds, you burn a lot more energy. And so we had similar goals and I could pretty much hit my goal by sneezing a few times through the day (laughs) and she had to walk four miles. And, um, so we did some adjustments on goals. We did a little reading about how to set that up a little bit differently, but she's still got to be more active than I do. And that's unfortunate. You know, that's, it's, but it's, it's true. You know, women, um, their metabolisms, um, are, uh, are different than men's. Uh, We're, we're not as efficient. So we burn energy quicker which just means that you know we can hit those move goals and things a little easier than than you guys can.
7: So we are way over. We need to take ah, a break cuz we, we have a guest on the other side. I'm Aaron Brinker
2: and I'm Todd Brinker.
7: And we will be right back.
4: KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley. NBC
10: News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is working on a proposal to address racial discrimination and police brutality. NBC's Tracy Potts has a story as the White House is also drawing up its own proposal following the nationwide protests over George Floyd.
7: The White House is reportedly considering it own proposals, including executive actions by President Trump that may include tracking misconduct. Restricting tactics like chokeholds, that's still under discussion.
10: Scott's the only African-American member of the Senate Republican Caucus. McConnell called it an appropriate response to events of the last couple of weeks. McConnell said the U.S. is a long way from the finish line on resolving racial discrimination. A couple of Facebook posts has a Brevard County, Florida deputy facing Discipline. Sheriff Wayne Ivy announced yesterday he suspended Lieutenant Bert Gammon for post made this weekend. In the post, Gammon invites Minneapolis police officers and others to come to Florida, where there's no spineless leadership, his words, and where law enforcement is supported, Ivy calls comments extremely distasteful and insensitive, and an internal affairs investigation is underway. A total of 14 states in the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico have recorded their worst week yet for new coronavirus infections. Mike Bauer reports.
1: Texas hit a record high COVID 19 hospitalizations while restrictions to curb the pandemic are being relaxed across their state and the country at large. A resurgence in new infections has been detected in Florida and California as well. And according to data tracked by the Washington Post, since the start of June, Puerto Rico, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Florida, Kentucky, New Mexico, North Carolina, Mississippi, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah have all experienced their highest seven day average of new coronavirus cases since the pandemic began. Mike Bauer, NBC News Radio.
10: And because of COVID-19, Lollapalooza is canceled. It'll now be live streamed July 30th through August 2nd. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio.
7: It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Aaron Brinker. In Baker, on the 15 southbound, approaching uh, Baker Road, an overturn is blocking the right lane. In Ontario, on the 60 eastbound between Vineyard Avenue and Mission Boulevard, uh, there's a work zone. Caltrans has the two right lanes blocked. Also in Ontario, on the 60 westbound at Archibald, a two-vehicle crash is on the right shoulder. In San Bernardino, on the 10 westbound after Waterman, a wreck is along the right shoulder, and in Colton on the 10 westbound approaching the 215, metal debris in lanes has damaged at least one vehicle. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Aaron Brinker, and this is KCAA.
2: From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Jeff Gillen. For This Morning Sunny, we'll see a high of 99. Clear overnight tonight, down to 66 for the low. And for tomorrow, sunny skies and we'll see a high right around 97. I'm Jeff Gillen, broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA, 102.3 FM, Riverside, 106.5 FM, Redlands. And The Legacy, 1050 AM, Loma Linda, San Bernardino.
5: Get all the facts, all you need to know on KCAA Radio.
7: Welcome back, I'm Erin Brinker. And we are on the brink on KCAA. And I'm super excited to welcome to the show Dr. Joanne Yanez. She is the direct executive director for the Association of Accredited Naturopathic Medical Colleges. Um, and she is also the chair of the Academic Collaboration for Integrative Health. She uh, serves on the Integrative Health Policy Consortium Education Committee and weaves a passion for illness prevention into her professional life. Her career has spanned advocacy, academia, patient care, and public health as AANMC Executive Director Dr. Yanez, uh, Dr. Joanne Yanez, oversees research, advocacy efforts and the joint academic endeavors of the accredited colleges of naturopathic medicine. Additionally, she helps spread awareness of naturopathic medicine and is a viable as a viable and satisfying career path. Dr. Yanez, welcome to the show
3: that bio is enough to give me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
7: I get, I am one of those who gets migraines, and they are awful.
3: I'm so sorry to hear that. That they are awful. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, every 10 seconds, somebody is going to the emergency room with a headache.
7: Seriously? No, I did not yeah, know it, that.
3: It, it, it's the most common form of pain. Uh I think just about everybody has probably experienced a headache at some point in their life, right? Oh, yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, so 1, 1.2 million patient visits are due to acute migraines, so you're not alone. Uh, I don't know that that makes you feel any better, but one of the things in naturopathic medicine that we look at in regards to headaches and really any condition is understanding the cause. and so. You know, in the conventional model, and I've had migraines and headaches o- over the course of my life too. And in the conventional model, what is it? What what's what's the treatment? Well, you you get imitrex or you get some, you know pain pain medications and so on. But in the naturopathic model, we really really work to identify triggers and the root of the of the headaches.
7: So what if, because it, it doesn't seem like in conventional medicine that they're focused on the cause, just, they're just focused on the treatment. And I say this, um, you know, being a, uh, someone who's dealt with migraines for years, um, you know, they just they don't quite know what to do with it. And so, you know, tell me, t- walk us down the path of what, what in, na- the, in the naturopathic side of things, what, what is being done to kind of uncover what causes these brutal headaches.
3: You bet. So the first differentiation with a naturopathic visit, you're going to spend on that first office visit at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, in some cases two hours with your doctor. Um, They are going to usually provide you a pretty extensive uh, written form to fill out to really understand you as a patient uh, and all of the factors in your life. And then there's going to be a very detailed intake, physical examination, maybe laboratory tests as indicated uh, to rule in or out any any conditions. Uh, and then the naturopathic doctor is going to talk with you and come up with a treatment plan based on the issues that they're seeing. So like in the case of migraine triggers, uh, headache and migraine triggers, some of the most common ones are stress, emotions, hormones, foods and food allergies, uh, environmental exposures, uh, blood pressure issues, drugs and alcohol, fatigue, eye strain, ergonomics, uh, dehydration. So, you know, the ND is going to be looking at your whole picture to really understand what's going on with you. Why is this showing up in your life? Has something changed recently? Is there, you there you know, are there hormonal issues at play? You know, so... And they may very well say, you know, stay on the emetrex so that you're not decapacit- incapacitated. Uh, stay on the pain medications or stay on that or, or let me prescribe you some in the meantime until we get this handled. But let's understand the root cause and address that. And so if it's hormones, if it's dehydration, if it's ergonomics, if it's stress, the ND is going to work with you to better understand and manage the cause. Does that make
7: sense? Oh yeah, it makes total sense. So what I'm hearing is that you know it could the, the what we're calling migraines could be caused by a whole lot of things, and it, and and they may not even be the same headache. Meaning something different may be happening physiologically that's causing that that pain. Is that true?
3: Um, it could be, and you know it could just be a manifestation of excess inflammation from food allergies or sensitivities. And so you know again. The ND is going to really walk that patient through the, you know, any common triggers, understanding what brings them on, what makes them better and worse, uh, you know, and all of the different facets of that patient's life to really try and get to the cause of why, you know, a headache is a, it's a symptom. It's a sign. Pain is a symptom. It's a sign that you are, you know, something's wrong and your body is trying to say, hey, look at me, we have a problem, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, taking taking a pain medication, um, and I've always given this example, you know, it's like if the check engine light comes on in your car, uh, what's that telling you? It's telling you, you check the engine, take the car in, something's wrong. Uh, And, you know, oftentimes just taking a pain medicine is unplugging the check engine light so you know, would you continue to just unplug your check engine light and drive around in your car, and not expect something event?
0: Lucky Land Casino
6: asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
5: Lucky in line at
0: the deli, I
5: guess. Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office, more than once actually. Do
7: I have to say?
6: Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really?
6: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
6: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Actually, to go really wrong. Uh, uh, so,
7: no. <laughs> not if I want to keep my car.
3: <laughs> and not if you want to keep your car and your and your life. So, exactly. You know. So I I see, pain medicine, and you know, and and sometimes it's very necessary, um, but it's unplugging that that check engine light. And so as long as we recognize that and we're still trying to figure out why the check engine light go on in the first place, um, you know, NDs don't have an issue with medication, but it's it's getting to that root of the issue to really understand the cause so that we can then make the changes necessary to hopefully identify what brings them on and get rid of those and not have to have the headache in the first place.
7: So, you know, it's interesting because uh, when I was diagnosed, I was having um, headaches. It's usually it's usually on the left side. It's usually right behind the eye. Um, and yeah. and uh, for years, I was getting prescriptions for antibiotics, thinking that they were sinus infections. And finally, I went, you know, after a couple of years of this, um, I went to, I, I asked my doctor to see a neurologist. And she said, you don't have any scarring or anything. There's no, you know, your sinuses are fine. You know, you're having migraines. And the the, the headaches would, you know, um sometimes have an aura and sometimes not have an aura so um the ones that were really bad did and and um uh you know they are they are just murder you just all I can do is sit in a dark room and i find that when i have one of those headaches i'm more sensitive to sound than i am to light um, and it's well. like i just want to sit in the dark and not and and everybody needs to be quiet well that's not realistic yeah. with a family right so <laughs> Um, yeah. It,
3: well, and, and that's the point. It it can be quite debilitating, and so understanding how to manage that so that you get that quality of life back is really the key. Uh, now, there, you know, there. I talked about getting to the root cause, but there also may very well be, uh, you know, other other ways of managing, you know, managing some of that uh, with supplements and botanical medicine, uh, and diet, acupuncture is another uh, component checking out things in the environment. Are you sensitive to, uh, you know, some people, it may be smells or odors or exposure to certain types of chemicals in their environment that can bring it on. Um, so there are so many different ways of addressing headaches, uh, you know, with some people, especially if there's a stress component, uh, biofeedback and mindfulness may be a way of kind of helping them manage their uh, emotional response and their stress response. And so, you know, there are all different ways, again, depending to treat it depending on that cause.
7: So how do you go about finding a good naturopathic doctor? Uh,
3: so there are databases uh, in the U.S. and Canada from the professional associations, that represent NDs, so the AANP and the Canadian Association. And then the there are state, state associations. So like in California here, uh, you could go and search the California Association of Naturopathic Doctors, uh, and and they, they maintain a list of NDs. And then you call them and you interview, because NDs have different focuses and different specializations and areas. And so if you're looking for somebody – to, uh, you know, who who really addresses this, just as you would, uh, you know, not go to a gynecologist for a throat infection. Right, (laughs) right. you, you You would want to make sure that you're getting the right doctor with the right areas of focus who can address your issues.
9: And you can go to the AANP, which is the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians website, and you can search within a radius of your zip code, and you can do it by uh, practice focus or uh, treatment modalities and accepts insurance. So there's lots of different ways to narrow down your search as well, which is really nice.
3: Thank you. Yeah. So, so <laughs> thank you for that plug. <laughs> so, um, no, there there are lots of ways there, and, and I think that, you know, ultimately finding someone who is a good fit for you, just just like any any profession. You know, there are some doctors that, you know, you're just going to really vibe with and they, you know, and, and so I always tell folks, you know, this is it's a relationship because you're spending that amount of time with a doc. You want to make sure that you really, they understand you and they provide the skill set that you're looking for.
7: So really quickly, we're about out of time. Tell people about the Association of Accredited Naturopathic Medical Colleges and uh, your upcoming uh, web series or webinar.
3: You got it. So uh, AANMC uh, represents all of the accredited schools in North America. And uh, next week, actually, in light of all of the events that that have been going on across the country, uh, we are hosting a webinar on PTSD, and how to manage, uh, you know, with with all of the trauma and the events going on, uh, it's bringing up emotions for a lot of people, especially communities of color. And so with physicians and our patients, we're hosting this webinar uh, with two doctors, one a veteran and one who works with the VA uh, on PTSD to help us better understand how to identify it in ourselves and our patients.
7: Well, Dr. Joanne Yanez, as always, it's been a treat having you on the air with us today. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you as well, and I hope that you guys stay safe and and healthy and sane.
7: Thank you. Yeah, to you too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You bet. Have a great day, guys. Thank
7: you. You too. So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Erin Brinker.
9: And I'm Todd Brinker.
7: And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We will be right back.
8: With 60 years of fascinating facts. This is The Man From Yesterday. Back in time we go to this time in 1966. After its first season on CBS TV, it's clear Arnold the Pig gets the most fan mail on Green Acres. Even more than its stars, Eddie Albert and Eva Gabor.
9: In fact, if we had a son, we'd want him to be just like Arnold. Yeah, he's got good manners and he's clean.
7: He's such a comfort to us. We can't open
2: an account for a
4: pig.
8: (laughs) From this time in 2000, on HBO debuting last year, there's nothing like it, The Sopranos.
2: Nowadays, everybody's got to go to shrinks and counselors and go on Sally, Jesse, Raphael and talk about their problems. Whatever happened to Gary Cooper, the strong, silent type? That was an American. He wasn't in touch with his feelings, he just did what he had to do. And from this time in
8: 1970, songwriter Burt Bacharach seems to be on top of his game. Burt Bacharach is getting offers from everywhere, including live concerts. He and Hal David have had a string of songwriting hits, including this one. With more at manfromyesterday.com. Hey, this is Gary Garver. You know, I've been having trouble getting a good night's sleep lately. Maybe you have too. Well, if you have been, South Pacific Sleep Lab can help you out. South Pacific Sleep Lab provides a personal study to help you find out how to get a great night of sleep. I've been having sleeping issues during the night lately. For a number of reasons. South Pacific Sleep Lab evaluated me with an overnight study of my sleep pattern. With their professional staff, they were able to provide me with a diagnosis of my sleep pattern. And ever since, I haven't had much of a problem getting a great night of sleep. South Pacific Sleep Lab has locations throughout Southern California, including one in Fontana, and they will provide transportation to any of their locations at no cost to you. South Pacific Sleep Lab can help you out 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just give them a call at 844-SAD-5050 to schedule your appointment today. That's 844-SAD-5050. Listen up, folks. Work injuries can be devastating and life-changing. If you were injured at work, you probably have a lot of questions. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I represent injured workers. Call me for your free consultation at 800-325-1454. I'll answer your questions and advise you on how to protect your right to make sure you get the workers' compensation benefits you may be entitled to. 800-325-1454. 800-325-1454 this is gary garver in these trying times many people are depressed and lost because the future of our society is up in the air people turn to drastic measures including the abuse of drugs and alcohol if you're going through these troubling times and turning to substance abuse because you're feeling there is no hope we have a way for you to see the light sad or stop abusing drugs and alcohol is a nonprofit organization that will help you At no cost to you, stop abusing drugs or alcohol. Founded by Tony Navarchi, SAD will refer you to the top detox doctors in your area. If you're having financial hardships, SAD will pay every and any cost for you, including doctor visits, counseling, and medications. Save your life and contact Tony. You can reach out to him by calling him personally at 310-999-1887. Or visit the website saddetox.com. That's SAD. D-E-T-O-X dot com. K-C-A-A
7: Welcome back. I'm Aaron Brinker.
9: And I'm Todd Brinker. And we
7: are on the brink on KCAA. I love this song. So, um, uh, speaking of, of well, oldies but goodies. Uh, this. Is,
8: were we? Were we speaking?
7: Th- no, no, we weren't speaking of that. But, but yeah, We're going to. Speaking of awkward transition. Um, now there was you. You found a story about the the last yeah. Civil War pensioner, um, finally yeah. passing away. What the heck? Yeah.
9: In 2020, the last person who was alive still receiving a Civil War pension. Irene Triplett, had a, uh, every month, got a check for $73.13, and you think, okay, in 2020, how on earth was somebody qualifying for a Civil War pension? Remember, this was the 1860s. So here's the deal. Irene Triplett was born to uh, a—well, ju- uh, let's, let's back it up. She, when she was born, she suffered cognitive impairments, which qualified her for a lifelong pension as the helpless child of a veteran. Okay, so she, that's why she qualified. And it was her father who then served in the Civil War. He, She was born in 1930. He died a few weeks later at age 84. Wow. So she never knew her father. But uh, at age 84 in 1930, he had been a um, private in the Confederate Army and defected to the Union. That's crazy. And so Moses, or Mo, yeah, Mo, Mosey, Mose, triplet, her father, uh, qualified for a civil war pension, and she qualified because of her her uh, cognitive impairments. And so um, she was living in a long term care facility in uh, Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and was ninety years old.
7: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, she, uh, she never married, and apparently her only brother died in 19- 1996, so he lived a long time, too. Yeah. Holy cow.
9: You could have said 1969, and he still would have lived, you know, probably the average li- age. So this is a long-lived family, to say the least. And then, you know, having a child when you're age uh, 84 is saying something.
7: So, many more widows and uh, children of other long-ago soldiers are still alive. According to the VA, there are 33 surviving spouses and 18 children receiving pension benefits related to the 1898 Spanish-American War. How? How? You know, I mean, it must be people who married really late and (laughs) had children really late like this guy. Oh, my gosh.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know... 30 years after the civil war right? right so you know if the last civil war pensioner just passed then you got to figure there's people from all the subsequent uh wars as well um but yeah
7: and it's yeah, hard get- to
9: believe we had a connection to somebody in the civil war in 2020
7: right but it, but but here's here's the perspective on that you know as people say slavery happened a long time ago and in the grand scheme of things it's really not that long ago i mean it's a long yeah. you know if you're if you're 25 that seems like you know oh my gosh that was so long ago i can't it might as well been you know, might as well have been two thousand years ago. But the reality is is that, that that we our lifespan is just a tiny fraction of mm-hmm. of the age of the world, right? And so yeah. in 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 perspective, it's really not that long ago.
9: Yeah. Well if you're like you said, if you're ninety and there's people out there who are ninety and older, you know, that's nineteen thirty, which means that you were Ninete- born yeah. at a time that you you were born at a time when there was lots of people still alive who had fought in the Civil War.
7: Yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. So, um, so in, in 20, 2013, oh, we're out of time. The Associated ah. Press reported more than $40 billion a year spent on veterans and, survive, or, uh, veterans and survivors from the Spanish American War, World Wars I and II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. So, with that, we're at the end of our show for today. I'm Aaron Brinker.
9: And I'm Todd Brinker.
7: And we are on the brink on KCAA. We will. See you tomorrow.